What's good, Bankrupt fam? We have a handful of Red Clay Rally videos that are getting released this April. Be able to follow along with the whole crew as we go through three days on our way to a podium finish. All those videos will be on our YouTube page. So go out to Bankrupt Overland Podcast on YouTube, ring the bells, subscribe, and follow along as we release these. Also, from the rally, we won a set of BFG tires, and, well, we all have enough tires, and we don't really need them, so instead, we said, let's give them away. So, be sure to also follow us on YouTube and Instagram to learn how to enter into the BFG tire giveaway. Welcome back to Bankrupt Overland. We have a pretty cool episode lined up for you tonight. Uh, We've got jimmy joining us with ev swap how's it going jimmy hey i'm doing awesome uh thanks for having me awesome well thanks for coming on we also got yeah, Steve. what's, up, what's Steve? up man hey it's been a minute it has it's it's been life it's, dude yeah, yep. it's, it's life it happens <laughs> yeah. uh you, you can't yeah it's just life whatever it is, <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> we're not here to talk about life tonight we're nope. here to talk about Electric cool shit. <laughs> swapping or EV swapping. I guess is it EV swapping uh, a, a, a Land Cruiser, an 80 series Land Cruiser. So Jimmy's joining us. Uh, we found him on the social medias and he has taken uh, a Land Cruiser and, and put an electric motor in it. And he drives it around and wheels it across Moab and does some really cool stuff with it. So we were like, hey, Jimmy, we want to hear about that. <laughs> Jimmy, come we on. We want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> and so Jimmy so kindly came on uh, and, and joined us. Before we jump in, tell everybody where they can find you. I know you got a, a really good YouTube channel that goes through a lot of that stuff. Your social media is really cool to check out as well. So where can they find you, man? Yeah, you can check me out on YouTube at Unique Mobility. Uh, Unique Mobility is a company that used to exist here in Colorado in the 70s, building electric cars. Um, and now I've kind of taken that as my brand for my electric adventures. I've got a couple electric projects there. You can also follow me on Instagram at electric land cruiser, uh, which is pretty easy to remember. Yep. That, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, lastly, you can check out my website at evswapconversions.com. Like nice. It. Nice. Well, we've got, I've got a ton of questions um, and I've been really excited to get into this one. So we'll kind of go in and and naturally when I, when I go into these conversations, obviously the rigs are cool. The, the build process is cool, but I I like to get into the mind of the builder and understand kind of Mm -hmm. how, like where, where does a man learn the skills (laughs) 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 <laughs> Thanks <laughs> to to take a 1996 Land Cruiser and say I'm going to put an electric power plant in this. So I'm curious, man. What's your background? Kind of what got you into this electric uh, vehicle lifestyle, and and kind of got you itching to to do these kind of builds. Uh, so I've always been into cars and um, racing cars, wrenching on cars. Um, I guess about uh, 15 years ago or so, I, I raced Spec Miata. Um, so I got pretty good at wrenching cool. on cars and learning about the basics and rebuilding them when I crashed them. Um, <laughs> then for the past 10 years or so, I've been in the drone industry. So building and flying industrial drones for agriculture. Yeah. So that's where I learned um, how to do the wiring uh, 
the really intense like wiring diagrams and uh, harnesses mm-hmm. and also working with high voltage lithium batteries so that's kind of where i kind of got the skills for those two things mm-hmm. and then i've always been interested in uh, modifying cars and tuning them and stuff so yeah nowadays in especially in colorado here uh the emission regulations are just to the point where it's really hard to to modify your car and and also drive it on the street um so if you can convert it to electric there's a lot less regulations around that right now and i think it's it's kind of a cool thing so i just wanted to kind of blend those two uh (laughs) ideas let's be honest though like you beat toyota to the punchline like toyota (laughs) doesn't even have a (laughs) an ev (laughs) land cruiser they got that new hybrid or whatever but yeah you beat toyota (laughs) the the actual manufacturer to that (laughs) that starting line man so kudos to you i took it uh i took it to cruise moab last year and it was the first electric vehicle that participated in that oh that's awesome and that's like the biggest land cruiser event um Mm -hmm. uh there at moab that's amazing that's it. So you, if you're in Cruise Moab, you're doing that. That's that's the part that, that totally gets me. Is like not only did you do it, but you're using it, right? You're using it, <laughs> yeah. as, it, as, it as it's intended. So, so yeah. you, you you've got the background in, in racing. Um, you get into drones. You're learning kind of the high voltage, the wiring. Uh, where where's the point? I'm just trying to figure out if, if I've had this point in my life and I've missed it, <laughs> or I'm waiting for it. <laughs> where's the point where you're like? I'm just going to build me one of those. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, I, I just kind of been interested over the last couple of years. And during the pandemic, I was working from home. So mm. uh, I kind of was searching on the internet for things to do, uh, like a project, and came across these electric vehicle swaps, which I was um, pretty interested in to start with. Uh, but yeah. At that point, I'd been wheeling my 100 series Land Cruiser pretty hard and mm-hmm. got really into the four wheel driving. So I kind of wanted to put those two things together. Awesome. So your pandemic baby was a whole 80 series EV, huh? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting here. That's amazing. In my head, Steve, I'm like, so this is the one person that did something productive during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Copy. Yep. All right. End of show. Bye, guys. <laughs> I, I was also on the internet doing stuff, but not nearly as productive as, as, as that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, pretty I tried amazing. To, tried to put some something together that uh, that would be totally cool and and one of a kind. So, well, yeah, you, you got that. <laughs> you put the nail on the head. So, yeah. so, you got this background. So, like, you worked on cars and racing. You had a hundred series, you wheeled it. So I assume you had to learn how to work on it because they're land cruisers and they break unbeknownst to everybody else. <laughs> land <cruisers do> break. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they're very expensive when you got to fix them. Um, yeah. But, but anyways, on to the more exciting stuff. So you, you decided <laughs> you're going to, you're going to do this. And I had this question written down earlier. Did you have, did you have the electric motor idea or the land cruiser? I like first, like, what was it? Was it, did you buy the Land Cruiser to put the electric motor in or did you like just say, hey, this is a great donor that we're going to do it? Yeah, so I had the idea of converting a vehicle first and then I chose the Land Cruiser. And so, yeah, I did specifically nice. buy this 80 uh, just to convert it to electric. But I had a few ideas of maybe doing a sports car or um, 
a cruiser or like a classic, like a classic American muscle car or something. Um, nice. but I just kind of, I wanted to try something that I hadn't seen somebody try yet. And also yeah. I think that the electric, well, now that I've done it, I know that the electric power plant is really a perfect match for off-road driving everything except the range. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> uh, got the perfect torque. It's really silent <laughs> mm-hmm. and smooth. Um, so it ended up being a really cool, uh, power plant. Definitely. We're definitely going to dig into that more because yes. I, I also believe that an electric vehicle would make a great overland or like maybe local overland vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going mm-hmm. an hour out of town, hitting up some good campsites, maybe hit a trail or two, drive back. I think that, you know, your three, 400 mile range cars is probably there. Um, I think that's a great idea. I want to come back to it. So when you're looking for a Land Cruiser to do an EV swap, what's important and what's not important to you? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> so when I was looking, uh, I kind of wanted a Land Cruiser basically because I was into the cruiser community already. And also because it's it's got the solid front axle. So I needed mm-hmm. one that's an 80 series or older. Um, that was kind of my criteria is 80 series or older solid mm-hmm. front axle. And I wanted a land cruiser so that it could sp- take, could take the weight of the batteries. So, oh. uh, that's why I didn't choose like a mini truck or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just looking on Craigslist and the other places. And so for me, it just came down to the price. The 80 series I got was really cheap. It was only a thousand bucks, but it had no title and it was like <laughs> completely, uh, leaking every single fluid it had 320,000 miles and it, it was a basket case. It ended a lot of work, Yeah, but that was perfect because I was going to take the engine out. So, yeah. um, <laughs> the price was right and I was able to solve the title issue. And, um, so that was my awesome. criteria is, is finding a, a cheap donor. Yeah. Awesome. So I assume like, you know, no rust, uh, maybe minimal rust, but it's got to have good bones. Good bones. Yeah. 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 Good bones. Um, and, and, you know, the axles, I assume, you know, you can rebuild all that stuff. That's pretty easy. Not easy, yeah, but it, it had a berth. One of the front berths was clicking. Uh, mm-hmm. so it, I knew it needed that immediately. But other than that, yeah. it, the drivetrain mechanically was pretty solid, even though it had all those miles. I just did the, you know, front wheel bearings and, uh, diff oils and stuff. Oh, that's nice. That's my wow. Toyota. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess also, uh, I don't know, and we're we're probably going to get a little bit deeper into, are you running 12, 24 volt? Um, but I guess you didn't want anything newer than an 80, right? Because there's a lot of electronics in the 100 series. And you knew that, you know, because you had a 100 series. There's a lot of like uh, uh, early era electronics in those, uh, right? Because there's kind of like the shift point between 80 and 100 was, yep. um, you know, 80s were kind of the old school architecture. I wouldn't say it wasn't like, like way, way old, like a, like a 60 or, or, a, or a 55 or 40 or something like that. But like, it was a lot less electronics that you had to worry about. Right. Yeah, exactly. So for instance, um, I was able to maintain the airbag system in my 80, whereas in a hundred series, it would be mm-hmm. a pretty challenging, I think, to, to maintain the airbag. Cause you'd have so many different warnings and, sure. and check Sensors engine lights and, and things yeah. going off. So, mm-hmm. um, definitely older vehicles are, are, more simple in that regard. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've, I've thought about it. Like you mentioned a, a classic, 
like I've, I've always thought like a, a classic muscle car that's fully electric that you just like roll into the, to the meetup <laughs> to the like, drag strip. And <laughs> that's the ultimate flex in my opinion. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that would be a cool one or uh, yeah. Any, that's the thing with electric conversions is really, if you have a cool car in mind, it's going to make a cool electric conversion. Um, yeah. There's really, as long as you do it right and you mm-hmm. use the right amount of power and everything. That, that that might be the one liner that we use for the for the clip <laughs> for the clip yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm like stuck on that one that one's great um <laughs> uh so moving moving on so we've we've identified this land cruiser for a thousand dollars great price by the way that's a really good price yeah <laughs> like, even for a shell of a land cruiser that's a, that's a mm-hmm. good find um we we know it's leaking it's got crazy miles no big deal right so what exactly are you removing from this Land Cruiser that you don't need anymore? Is it just the motor? Is it the motor transmission? Or or what's that look like? So we kind of know exactly what's getting removed from that Land Cruiser that's not going to be used going forward. Yeah, so I removed, removed the engine and the radiator, the oil cooler, the, and also the transmission. Uh, I removed the gas tank, the fuel lines, the fuel filler, and the exhaust, um, the evaporative system. Pretty mm-hmm. much everything having to do with the gasoline engine. So the yep. only things that I left was the braking system, the steering, um, and yeah, that's about it. I left the electro, the like the wiring harness for the chassis. Yeah. I left all that intact. So everything to do with the gas engine was removed. Awesome. And you kept the the transfer case, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so the transmission is gone, but I kept the transfer case. Okay, so can we work from the transfer case to the power? How does that how does that piece work, right? Because so in my head, and I don't, I'm 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 kind of an idiot uh, by meaning I don't know anything about electric vehicles and how power goes to the wheels. What I do right. know is is how a combustion engine works, right? There's the engine spinning goes to the transmission that's put into a transfer case and that goes to your axle. So we have the transfer case. That's what you're keeping. What what goes into the transfer case and how does that work from from power distribution from your new power being the electric motor to the actual axles that we that's going to be the standard length of your axles. Right. So from the transfer case, then I've got a device called the black box doubler and that's um, a reduction that's unit. Cool. So that's that really me, cool. Put that on the T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's like an additional low range. So OK. okay. Uh, so that uh, gives me like a 2.7 to 1 reduction straight into the tr- uh, transfer case. And so that I run in low range all the time. Mm-hmm. And then from that, I've got the electric motor uh, basically bolted straight onto it. Um, so the power feeds directly into the doubler and then into the transfer case and then to the axles. So oh. I can have a, the regular transfer case in high range for on the road mm-hmm. and then low range for off-road and it really just like on a gasoline truck the low range gives you tons of torque uh, mm-hmm. from a stop and you can climb anything um, with low so range. that's that's a little different and please correct me if i'm wrong but that's a little different than what how like vehicle manufacturers are putting right they have electric motor at every wheel or yeah either opposite wheels or whatever right so this is what's so cool about your system is that it's it's literally a transplant from the electric motor to your black box doubler everything is the same 
Whereas electric vehicles, they have a motor on individual wheels. So that's what I was going to eventually lead to. But that's a, that's really cool how you're able to figure that out, man. Thanks. Yeah, that was well, that was kind of the goal of the truck is because the way that Land Cruisers work or Jeeps or anything with the solid axles is is through the suspension and the mechanical mm-hmm. traction. Sure. So um, that's that's why it's a great truck for off-roading. So mm-hmm. yeah, like the Rivian and the Hummer, they get around that with really clever independent suspension and uh, really clever motors and stuff. But I think that even those kinds of trucks are going to go back to good old fashioned low range gear reduction because mm-hmm. you just can't, you just can't beat it. Um, no. With my truck, even though I'm just using a pretty low power Nissan leaf motor, when I go into low range, I've got like tons and tons of torque just like you'd expect with, you know, a low range gearing. So wow. I think that you're going to see the OEMs go to that. Um, but there's That's a lot awesome. of reasons for, for doing it the way they do it too. Sure. The Nissan boys are going to have a fit with this one. <laughs> they are. <laughs> They'll tell them. <laughs> you can't believe you put a leaf motor. <laughs> that, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Nissan's so, like, yes. I say this is all good fun. We have a, a, a good amount of folks yes. that are good friends with us in the community here that drive Nissans. And, Ethan's oh, going to rag us, dude. Ethan's going to be. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan drives a, um, a Frontier, a TRD. Sorry, yeah. not TRD. He's a Pro 4X. <laughs> uh, Pro 4X uh, uh, Frontier. And uh, yeah, he's going to he's gonna drag us for, for this one, for um, sure. So that's that's awesome. I, I had no idea it was an action. It's a Nissan Leaf. So and I'm still fascinated. So I was I was in a total <laughs> learning curve there for, for a second while you guys were going through that. I had no idea, once again, ignorant to electric vehicles and, and how this all works. But I had no idea that that the new the, the way they're the manufacturers are doing it is having independent motors at mm-hmm. the wheels um, instead of your traditional plants, which I would think because they're manufacturing cars, they would try to keep things as similar as possible for their gas powered vehicles. Right. Like just make axles. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, what do I know? Right. I'm, I'm not the car. Right. manufacturer. So I, I guess maybe an idea behind why they did individual motors on the wheels is you can tap into that regenerative braking. And I don't know if your system has regenerative braking, uh, Jimmy, but um, if it does, I'm I, I'm going to leave this. This is that would be wild <laughs> if if it did. But I think that's one of the reasons why they did uh, individual motors is to tap into and kind of extend the range a little bit. But yeah, uh, yeah. So my truck does have regen. God, um, get out of here. Dude. It's really happening? cool. When you nose down <laughs> an obstacle, you just it just puts you in your seatbelt and it it really holds you like you don't even need to use the brakes. It's really cool. Um yeah, <laughs> I'm the, so blown away by right now. That's crazy. The, the OEMs are really different from what I'm doing too, because yeah. the guys who buy those, they want to not only go off-roading, but they want to go hundred miles an hour and blow the doors off of Porsche and stuff like that. Yeah, so the sure. Rivian and the Hummer have like tons of horsepower. Uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, and part of that's because they have more than one motor. I think the Rivian has four motors and the Hummer mm-hmm. has two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, both of them are independent suspension. Yep. Look at this. Wow. I'm learning all kinds of shit tonight. <laughs> this is, this is cool, man. This is so, so we're, we've established that, um, we're, there's no transmission so you just go like you just go to the floor there's no first second third fourth you just just yeah. 
<laughs> yep, just from zero to 70 miles an hour, about. You just can drive, and then if you're in low range, it's about zero to about 30 or 40 miles an hour. So um, that's like a standard, like, high-low range. Seriously. like, Well, I mean, yep. we can go a little faster than 70, but, like... Yeah, fair. It's similar to an awesome. automatic uh, mm-hmm. where you just put your foot on the throttle and get into it. But at the same time, if you lift off the throttle, it'll come all the way to a complete stop. Um, yeah. So it's it's just you have tons of control over the wheel speed and everything. So you can't coast is what you're telling me. You can coast. Yeah. Um, OK. OK. Yeah. And you can adjust the regen if you want. You can have a higher or lower. So it's really cool. That's wow. Neat. Wow. It, is the power the same all the way up? Like, so if you press the power down at 30 or at 50, is it the same amount of power, that kind of responsiveness? A little bit. Um, the the most responsive is between like 20 miles an hour and 40 miles an hour. It's actually mm. pretty punchy. Um, when it's below about 20 miles an hour, the computer actually limits your output. And then the faster you go, it's a, just a big old truck too. So it, it doesn't... Yeah accelerate super fast at the sure. high end um, but it's it's about as fast as a stock land cruiser uh it's it's definitely not slower and since you don't have to shift through the gears it's just surge of acceleration all the way it's really um that's crazy it's just like an ev if you've ever yeah. driven an ev so what happens when you get to 70 miles an hour Do, like does it like not cut power but you just don't accelerate any faster yeah, it's, that's surface. just the the RPM limiter of the motor. Oh, okay. And that's about eleven thousand RPM for the motor. Oh my god! What <laughs> in the Honda is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> oh man! Um, so, go ahead, Steve. So you we we kind of talked about how you have have the. I want to talk for a second about the electric motor, like why because when 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 lj first said yo i found this dude that that swapped an ev you know swapped an ev motor into an 80 i was like yes bring him on the second one was like he didn't just grab a tesla and, and like throw an uh, 80 series body on it right so like i'm really curious about like what made you take the nissan leaf motor and what what was appealing to it and why did you go that route the two big reasons was uh number one is cost the okay. leaf is one of the most produced EVs and they're one of the lower end EVs. So the mm-hmm. cost is, is a lot lower. And yeah. I bought one off a of Copart, the insurance auction site. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. I love Copart. <laughs> so for about five grand, I was able to get the leaf. And so that gave me everything. It gave me the motor, the inverter, of course, the battery, and then the yep. BMS, the battery management system, mm-hmm. as well as the contactors, some of the wiring harness, and the charger so uh like the public plug-in charger mm-hmm. um so all all of the hardware is included because it's obviously an ev and then the okay. second key is a device called the resolve ev controller and that is a vcu or a vehicle control unit mm-hmm. it's basically like an ecu is to an engine sure. and so that has all your your inputs and outputs um yeah there it is and so that it has your inputs and outputs that you wire into like your throttle, mm-hmm. your gear selection, your, wow. uh, uh, speed sensors and things like that. And yeah. it controls all of the devices in the car. So those were the two reasons 
because I had all the equipment and then I had the ability sure. to use it all. That's amazing, dude. So I, I want to take a step back and, and mention something. What I, what I love about EVs and, and kind of them exploring like the off-road life is you could literally go to a campground, plug your vehicle in, camp out asleep in the back of it and have AC running or heat running the entire night. <laughs> if it's a plug in, right? Like if you get to one of those 30 amp sites, you yeah. have, you could like literally have AC or heat and you're sleeping comfortably all night. And charge, and you're not charging your battery. That is so awesome, man. That is uh, my yeah. mind is being constantly blown by just this, what, 20 minutes that we've been on this call. <laughs> Yeah, EVs are really cool, but it all comes back down to the battery range. So yeah. uh, that's the the biggest trick. So we decided that you're still cheaper than what I paid for my Land Cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> no way, this is wild. <laughs> so we're we're six grand into this project, and you have two vehicles, and you have all the parts you need essentially to to do this, yeah. which I'm thoroughly impressed by. Did you? Like what forum did you go to learn all this? Or did you just like start researching? Like how does, how does one gain that knowledge? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of dispersed the, the knowledge base. So there's yeah. a lot of people on Instagram, a lot of people on YouTube. Yeah. There's a website called DIYelectriccar.com, which is uh, full of a lot of like spam bots and other things, but there's some good <laughs> info there. I've got a, I've got a build thread on that site. Yeah. Um, but uh, basically I kind of, had an idea in my head of what I wanted to do. And then I, as I went, I researched. So I knew about the Resolve EV controller. So I knew that I just needed to buy a leaf and start hacking it apart and see, see how it fits in the cruiser. So (laughs) So basically you just cut, cut the parts off the leaf that you didn't need and just left. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, So that makes sense. I, I was going through my head. I was like, okay, this feels like, there's and that's what I love about this world too, right? If 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 you want to if you want to do something, there's no excuse. There's mm-hmm. no excuse. You, there's no I don't have the money for this class. There's none of that, right? If mm-hmm. you want to do it, there are a ton of free resources out there that if you put your mind to it, you can go out and, and find yep. and, and learn, right? Um you gotta be willing to cut up a leaf to do it. But, <laughs> yeah. But, you, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like I cut the motor mounts off the chassis of the Land Cruiser. Yeah. So like it's not going back to being gas powered. It, <laughs> it's I always was committed <laughs> from the start to it. So, wow. So are that. you running 35s? No. <laughs> uh, just 33s. Okay. Got to be fuel efficient or yeah. electri- electricity efficient. I don't know. <laughs> um, it it so would be cool to go to bigger. So I was looking at, at, so how big is this motor? So I was, I'm going to pull this back up here because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be super surprised if, if this is the actual motor. Is this the motor here? Yep. This that's the this? motor. No way. <laughs> Dude, you can put a tent in that engine bay right there. Yeah, It's <laughs> like, it's like a stack of four shoe boxes. That's it. That's the motor. I mean, wow. Your wow. And yeah, so it's a hundred horsepower, about 200 foot pounds of torque. <clears throat> And so, so that's just one key. The reason it's so small is because it's not showing the battery and the battery is 600 pounds, uh, you know, as big as mm-hmm. an engine block. Yeah. Which was my next question. Where does the battery live? So the battery is 
right underneath the hood. So if you see a picture, it's um, basically right underneath the hood. That's what it looked like when it was in the leaf. So I had to mm-hmm. take it all apart and reorganize it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the battery and the charger and the inverter are underneath the hood. And then the motor is down in the transmission tunnel, basically. Um, so that, that's the, motor oh. the battery there. Wow. So everything, that, that gray box and everything inside of it is 600 pounds. So, like, what does uh, an 80 series, an FCJ 80 series engine weigh? I can't imagine it'd be any more than 600 pounds. So, like, the structural support yeah, should be there, right? Like, that's that's so awesome. Yeah, I think it's, a, a, like, 670 pounds, something like that. And then oh, yeah. with the automatic transmission, the whole package is about 900 pounds, I think. So, yeah, the, the, the chassis is more than capable of handling that amount of battery right there in that that's a uh, compartment. Yeah. If anything, it's lighter. I yeah. weighed the truck before and after and mm-hmm. it's a hundred pounds heavier now, but of course mm-hmm. I've got the off-road bumper, the winch, things sure. like that. So I think apples to apples, it's actually a little bit lighter. Yeah. I mean, you're almost right. Like a hundred pounds. That's not like you're almost at spec weight and you yeah. have a whole EV, you know, uh, electric motor in there, bumpers and everything. That's that blows my mind. You should oh, put man. a snorkel on your on your uh, truck just for shits and giggles. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yes. I made it waterproof, so I should need. To, I should be able to ford rivers as is. Nice. That's that, amazing. That would be a cool uh, a cool test. Whenever you're you're done, really, you know, maybe maybe you gotta you know replace the batteries at some point. And you get to go. Okay, I'm gonna go try this underwater. <laughs> How long? <do> you- <laughs> well, I'm planning on taking it up this year into the mountains of Colorado when the river crossing season is, is at its peak and, and we'll awesome. see what it, what it can do. When is wow. river crossing season in Colorado? This sounds like uh, <laughs> June, July, somewhere in okay. there. So all the snow melt and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. If you, have you taken it up to like, uh, I guess you could take it up to like black bear down in the San Juans, all that area or where, where, where are you? Taking uh, it? Not yet. So I've done my, with my gas powered hundred series, I've done all that. Um, so I have the experience of those trails, but now I want to do it with the electric truck. So I've only done cruise Moab. I've done a Yankee Hill trail, uh, with the local club, but that's really all I, I need to get at out there more trails. So mm-hmm. I'm actually next week going down to hurricane Utah. You guys probably know of Matt's off-road. Mm-hmm. Uh, recovery yeah. they're doing the record olympics so, or rep- nice. record games and i'm going to go down there and take Whoa. the ev so um but that's the plan is just to wheel the crap out of it so yeah so what's yeah. the range right so we talked about the build we're we're it, it just still sounds weird but the, the <laughs> nissan leaf it, it's it's reality it's reality people it's reality yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm looking at it it's reality so oh it's a puppy yep this is my dog zorro <laughs> zorro, What's up, zorro? <laughs> yes so uh, the range is between 60 and 70 miles i think i haven't actually tested okay. it um sure. it's just on my list of things but for my estimate so far i think that's the range which i really want to add more batteries so i can go further but um, so right now I I trailer it most places. Yeah. If I'm gonna go wheeling. Yeah. So is that sixty to seventy miles off road that you get in off road yeah, driving conditions? 
I think the off-road driving and the on-road so far is about the same efficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting. So yeah, you can go uh, definitely 50 miles off-road. 50 miles off-road. See, I think, you know, in a day, that's about all you're going to want to off-road. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Right. Yeah. We're pretty done. Um, do, do you see, I guess it doesn't matter as far as time goes, because if you're sitting idle, you're not using the battery. So that's, or do like AC and electronics and yeah. inside the cab. Right. Yeah. So the, unfortunately there's no AC, uh, it would be nice, but, um, <laughs> you're right. When you're stopped, you're not really using anything. If yeah. the vehicle's still turned on, it has mm-hmm. some parasitic draw from the power steering pump and sure. the brake pump and things like that. But I've actually got some solar panels on my Gamma VD roof back <laughs> roof rack yeah. and the solar panels help to offset some of that parasitic draw. Nice. But awesome. unlike a gas truck where you, you spend a lot of time idling, waiting for the guys in front of you to clear the mm-hmm. obstacle um, with the EV, you're kind of just sitting there um, in dead silence, just waiting your turn, but not using yeah. any, any energy. That's wild. Nice shout out to Gamma VD. Uh, yeah. Guy makes some great products. Yep, Dude, I'm, I'm really excited that you're running his so. rack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was actually That's his really idea awesome. to put the solar panels up there. And <laughs> yeah. So when I actually want to use it to charge, I can tilt them uh, either way on the truck to get the best <laughs> angle at the sun. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got a battery backup in the back that I can charge the truck from, and I can yeah. almost charge it all day long off the solar. That's awesome. You know what? Have you ever thought about bringing like a little predator generator to like, <laughs> <laughs> I know it kind of defeats the purpose, right? Yeah, <laughs> thought about that but so far i haven't needed to do anything okay. like that um, awesome like in moab there's tons of ev charging all over town um, yeah same with the location where i live so yeah uh that's kind of what i try to focus on is try to find ev charging or charging sure. home awesome so but yeah the idea is maybe in the future to do more solar stuff yeah that's all i was gonna ask can you um like so steve was mentioning like plug in like a campsite like and ignorance of the ev guy here can you can you plug in at like a campsite and get charged up or do you have to have like a certain type of charger for this oh yeah i could plug in at a campsite uh that would be pretty good charge that's usually like a 220 plug um and that would charge up my truck pretty quickly i definitely would charge it overnight nice so we have park down around chattanooga called colmont ohd and it's an off-roading park that they're building a bunch of new trails on um but they have they have rv hookups there mm-hmm. and so you could legitimately like it would be a great place to go for the weekend will during the day come back plug your car in <laughs> night, yeah. as steve said turn the heat take on yeah. take nap, <laughs> yeah. and, and you wake up in the morning your car's full you go yep. off the wheel again, like is that at not- zero cost, like except for the campsite, like zero gas, nothing, like that. Yeah, that's actually the type of thing that I've got in my mind to to try out and see if yes. if you can actually make that work. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, there's, there's going to be a point, right, where where your RVs are going to be all electric, and it's just going to be mm-hmm. a matter of like. So I I think you're I, I truly believe you're ahead of the time where. You know, you got Rubian, you have all these electric vehicles coming out, like sooner or later, you're going to go to campsites, you know, where we went 
um, down in the Chattahoochee and they're going to have just an electric hookup there for you mm-hmm. to plug your car in when you go there. And so you're going to be able to do those things. And it's, it's, it's going to be just, just normal place. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's so readily available now that we can get on forums. We can learn you can educate <laughs> with or ourselves. without spam bots, but yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I think spam bots come with learning those things. It just, it's yeah. hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, and you can do it. I mean, that's just, that it still blows my mind, but it's it's super yeah. cool um, to know that you can do it. And I think that support is coming soon, sooner than we probably think, right? Yeah. For for this type of travel to be um, ex- really accessible, right? Um, yep. But you were talking about range, and I think that's the biggest challenge that I see. So we had Jake Berkey on uh, last year, and he builds rock bouncers. And mm-hmm. throws, you know, six hundred horsepower engine. I think it's the smallest. Thousand horsepower, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he's he's building some some death machines, basically. <laughs> um, and of course, down here in the south, we just run them up a hill full speed. That's well. <laughs> um, I was talking about like, you should build an electric one. Like you could yeah. totally build it. And he was like, he's like, if someone pays me. I'll do it. I have the I have everything online. He goes, the problem is, is range. I was like, but you're towing these things everywhere anyways. Mm-hmm. Wherever you're going probably has an RV hookup. Because <laughs> he was talking about saying his RV. I'm going, dude, you just got to chick it. Plug yep. that bad boy in and you're good to go. So we talk about range. I'm curious, like, how many miles does one battery that you would add give you an extra range? Yes. So first of all, that's a really good point about like a rock buggy or a rock bouncer. That's like a dedicated off-road machine that you're trailering yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, there's a lot of promise there. Cause that's kind of what my land cruiser has turned into. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so right now I've got 60, 70 miles range. If I add another battery, same size that I currently have, which that's actually my plan this year is to add it down where the gas tank used to be. Oh, um, yeah. Then that'll basically double my range right there so 120 ish miles and then once i get about that range now i'm at the point where i can leave my house drive into the mountains here and do a trail and then drive back to my house all mm-hmm. uh, with one charge so that's kind of i think the sweet spot once i get uh, over 120 ish miles of range of course the rivian the hummer they've got like 300 miles but the battery in those trucks is like five times bigger mm-hmm. than my battery. So um, really the battery, it just costs weight and it costs mm-hmm. money. So yeah. um, those are the two biggest obstacles. What's the average life of one of those batteries? Because I mean, you know, it's, you can't, you can't rebuild the battery, right? You, you got to get a new one, I assume. Right. Yeah. They, they do have a lifespan. It's probably about 15 or 20 years. Uh, depending how it's used, if you use it harder, maybe like 10 years. Uh, yeah. Some of the early Leafs had problems where the batteries degrade really fast. Um, but nowadays, probably about 15 to 20. So they don't last forever, but they do last a good chunk of life. And then hopefully in 15 years from now, the technology is so far progressed that mm-hmm. uh, you could buy I a can new take, Leaf. And- <laughs> I could take this battery out and put in a battery that is the same size and weight, but yeah. It can give me 300 miles range, um, yeah. Because the underlying basis of the truck doesn't need to change, uh, mm-hmm. just the battery at that point. If you look at engines, that 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 is going to be a fact, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you look at 
engines in the 80s. I think this thing came from the factory with 99 horsepower. 99 <laughs> horsepower? You know, you, yep. can't, you can't buy a Kia with less than 150 horsepower. It's impossible. And so I, I think you're right. I mean, and, and you look at it with the technology industry as well, which is where Steve and I live every day is, you know, everything has gotten more and more in the same size. So you're on the right track there. I think, you know, 10 years from now, you'll be able to throw throw the same size battery in and get maybe double, triple the range just based on technology advances. Yeah, yeah, that that would be great if so, because right now I was just driving it the other day and um, wished I had a, a bigger battery already. So, <laughs> yeah, there's um, and there's like new emerging uh, battery technologies, right? So I assume that you're using like lithium, right? Which is typical yeah. the, the typical battery chemistry. But now I was just watching a YouTube video a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and I actually sent it to Jeff. Uh, it, it's a new aluminum, and I don't remember the exact like LIFEPO four. I don't remember. The, I don't remember the exact aluminum, but it was an aluminum base battery, and it, it the the capacity and the the discharge rate and the charge rate was like tenfold better than lithium is right now. Um, mm-hmm. And as you know, lithium is is to mine it is actually pretty uh, intensive process. Um, so, like to to your point, is as technology advances as we get further and further down this ev path new technologies will be able you'll be able to plug in this new battery made out of xyz component and then you have double triple quadruple the range which will be incredible yeah and uh like i said the electric motor and the other things are already really you know almost i'd say as good as you can get like the Mm -hmm. tesla motors are 97 percent efficient or something like that uh so mm-hmm. yeah the electric car the underlying bones of them is um the technology is great it's just the batteries are the weak spot of it so um. and like honestly you mentioned yeah okay 10 years on the short end but like how much gas do you spend in 10 years how much oil do you change in 10 years right. these are things that people don't necessarily consider because it's a daily your weekly purchase that you have to do so yeah like buying a whole new battery pack in 10 years i can't imagine that's any more expensive than 10 years worth of gas especially in our vehicles i get 10 miles per gallon you right. know so yeah i i was never on the ev train um until you know the pandemic changed my point of view because we both mm-hmm. work out of our home now and so yep. the 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 majority like 90 percent of the driving that we do is within 30 miles of our home right it's a it's no more than 100 miles a day is being done any vehicle at any given time where i'm going man if we had just a little ev vehicle sat here plugged in in and out you know i'm I'm putting a tank of gas and that you can every week to get kids <laughs> yeah. from school you know maybe a couple meetings here and there erica might have a meeting here and there right and i'm going man that could mm-hmm. be zero dollars a week and just yep. plug it in yep. right and so it's it's like as a guy who who clearly is you know grew up in the american muscle era i'm starting to see areas where it makes a lot of sense you know yeah for for me um meaning and i'm thinking if i'm seeing it then a lot more people got to be seeing it, right? And and yeah. now we're now we're swapping motor lease on Leafs into Land Cruisers. <laughs> like, the world's changing, people. The world's yeah. changing. You got you better yeah. keep up. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and like like you say, those short trips around town, uh, the EV is perfect for that. So that's what I use my truck for. And the great thing is, it's a it's a still cruiser, so I can put my dog in it, or I can put the seats down and load yep. full of stuff if I'm if I buy a bunch of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And also, uh, I just lost my train of thought. Well, yeah, but <laughs> it's just a a great in that respect of of yeah. a cheap around town car for sure yeah it definitely keeps the the ops low right you don't have to mm-hmm. not that ongoing now that that's one one other question i, I did have well, i got a bunch of more but one what i'm curious in the motor so you, you pulled the motor out of the leaf right now are ev motors um do you do you look at them like you do with with combustion motors like miles on the motor uh, or is it like hours? How, how is that kind of equated in the, the EV world? Um, <laughs> to be honest, I haven't thought that far ahead. <laughs> I think most people, the general consensus is that the electric motors are like, there's one moving part, really the, the central stator and it's supported by some ball bearings. So those ball bearings can wear out, but that's probably... 500,000 miles maybe of like regular driving. Um, so wow. for me, I bought a leaf that had about 30 some thousand miles on it and it's good as new, uh, practically nowhere. So, uh, the battery is degraded from new, mm-hmm. but the rest of the electronic components, um, kind of don't wear out. Um, sometimes the chargers go bad, but, uh, the, everything else should be pretty bulletproof. Hmm. Man, I so so you mentioned you have other projects. I, I'm assuming I just got to figure out where do I get in line whenever I find <laughs> whatever sale yeah. I want to do. I just want to ship it to Denver and and yeah. you know find me a 5K leaf too. I want a 62 <laughs> sent to your house to tr- throw a leaf motor in there, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, we can maybe work something out. That's kind of my goal is to. Uh, okay. trans- transform this into kind of a business. So yeah. I want to do EV conversions and also uh, maybe like um, if somebody out there has stalled out on their own project, I could do like consulting. Um, yeah. Because I've got quite a bit of experience diagnosing electrical circuits and things like that. Yeah. So um, especially and now with vehicles. So um, that's kind of my goal is to awesome. kind of make a career out of out of this thing. Yeah, well, it, it, you definitely have the the knowledge, and, mm-hmm. and I would say the the confidence as far as like understanding it, knowing the the, the basics, knowing what's going to be your catches and your gotchas and those kind of things. Um, so good to hear that you're looking to to take this and and leverage that skill you've gotten because that's a mm-hmm. good skill. That's a skill that I think is going to be going to be very very valuable as as the world goes on. Um, mm-hmm. I've been in the planning stages of my next build and it's going to be for my wife. It's going to be defender. And, and off the bat, I, I, I want to just remove the crap British engineer <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and just like, I was like, just maybe just throw an LS in it or maybe go EV because she wants it to be, you know, a nice car, a car that she can drive around town. And I'm like, what mm-hmm. a great way to do that. Just, just totally piss off every purist land <laughs> <laughs> yeah. rip out the british engine and and, and put in an, an ev um so we might be in contact in the next year or so as, as this this build comes to play because that's like that would be you know as i'm looking at it you know you're because 
You also got a question too, in 30 years, you know, are you going to be allowed to drive a combustion engine around? Right. You got to ask yeah. that question. Like it's a real the question. Fender's a great chassis too. Cause those are all aluminum, aren't they? The body. <laughs> I was just like, give me your number right now. <laughs> I'm solved. I'm solved. <laughs> He's like, yes, give me a, a 110 Defender, baby. But yeah, <laughs> give me that like, 130. Uh, <laughs> the sky's the limit with the electric conversions, too. Mine is just a Nissan Leaf based one, but you can have a Tesla one with 700 horsepower. Uh, if you want, you can have one with a huge battery instead of a small battery. So yeah. the sky's oh, the, no. kind of the limit. And also going back to your earlier point about solar and charging up at home like there's a kind of self-sufficiency angle to it whereas as gasoline gets more expensive like you say the regulations are we either even going to be allowed to drive them if even if we can afford them um Mm -hmm. with my cruiser i got some solar panels in my backyard so i can charge it up over a day or two and then i could go drive it so it's free kind of cool is 100 percent free yeah, and it's, maybe Adventure. it's not practical, but it is, uh, as you say, it's, I'm driving around. So My Land Cruiser sits for two or three days at a time. <laughs> it could be charged up all the time, but I still got to go for a gasoline thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, cool. that's killer, dude. You're you're charging it. Yeah, see, that's the that's the kind of stuff that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Being able to, to say, hey, yeah, I charge my oh, – we want to go wheeling? What is it, Wednesday? Yeah, let me just throw them, uh, let me throw them, uh, some solar panels up. <laughs> uh, up by Friday. <laughs> what I'm so excited about is like the, the future of EV, right? Once the technology, we kind of were talking about it, once the technology kind of uh, um, advances, we can now have complete off grid EV platforms, right? Where you're doing induction cooking. You're charging your phones, you're gathering solar, you're no sort of peripherals that you need to tote around. You don't need to tote around gas. Hell, you want to go up to Arctic Circle? Yeah, sure. The batteries are heated. Go drive. Like, and it's all self-sufficient, off-grid, just like livable situations. And it's just this world of EV is so exciting to me. I know there's a lot of people that are very skeptical of it, but I think what you're doing is is taking older platforms and transplanting that is huge like that's why i'm so excited to have you on and and, um, i hope to have like continuing conversations because you're you're on the bleeding edge of something that that not not a lot of people are doing like let's just let's just call it what it is is you're doing stuff that even big manufacturers haven't done before so yeah man huge shout out to you i'm excited to see um where you take this i'm excited to see you grow your business i'm just the key word is I'm excited, plain and simple. That's all it is. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I'm excited too. It's this land cruiser is just an experiment, but I think it's yeah. kind of a, uh, a showcase of what you can do. And, um, frankly, maybe I got to get out there so you guys can drive it. Cause it is just a hoot to drive. Mm. Yeah. So what, what other projects, are you working on you, you mentioned I, I can't just let that hang out there you said you had some, <laughs> some other projects yeah. you're working on <laughs> i've got a uh, a 1982 unique mobility electric which is a fiberglass uh car based nice. on a volkswagen rabbit with an electric motor from yes. <laughs> uh back in the seven the late 70s they designed these Hell things yes and they only made about 60 of them uh so it's really rare car and mm-hmm. um 
I'm kind of re- restoring it from the ground up. So I've got some videos on my YouTube channel, unique mobility about that. And then I've got some, of course, my hundred series land cruiser. I've got an LX 470. And so that's kind of like my baby. And I actually mm-hmm. use that truck to tow my land cruiser. Is so, this the um, car you have? Yeah, that's actually my buddy Declan's car, but that's the car. That is Brad. Wow. That is Dude, so- oh, it's so amazing. And mine is brown with uh brown stripes. <laughs> Dude, our car designs nowadays suck. <laughs> this is so cool, man. Yeah, and it's it's a quirky this. car. It's the first yes. production EV with regenerative braking. Um, <laughs> it's got some other quirky things about it. Wow, that's really cool. Oh man. If you, uh, if so, for our listeners, you really need to check out uniquemobility.org. Uh, seriously, this just that one picture solidified. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bookmark your site now just because it's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's my buddy site, uh, Declan. But um, yeah, he's he's a gearhead too, and he really loves the electrics. Oh man, that's stellar. So sorry, I, I got lost when you said unique mobility electric. I had to go look that up. You were yeah. talking about your your almost Land Cruiser Lexus that you own. Is that right? Yep. Yep. So I got the fancy one. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's basically one. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's. Do you have a sticker on the back that says it's basically a Land Cruiser? If not, I know the guy who makes them. I'll send you one. I'll send okay. You. Yeah, I definitely need that. But mine <laughs> still has all the Lexus badges, and I make no bones about it. I like the Lexus version. It's, I think it's better. Uh, so I've got an 07. One of us. One of us. <laughs> it's on 33s. I got sliders and bumpers, and yes. I love wheeling that thing. Yes. <laughs> Big. Big Hunter series fans here, right? I have the real mm-hmm. like, Land Cruiser. Steve has uh, basically a Land Cruiser. Um, yep. Fun fact: I watched Steve's stock Land Cruiser outwheel a lot of very built vehicles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Yeah, the, they're amazing. They are. They're they're such incredible uh, rigs, and it, it's getting to the point now where they're kind of losing their nostalgia. That that big hype is over, and they're not getting. <laughs> Not worth as much anymore, so it's like <laughs> just keep it on forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I bought mine a couple years ago before the big spike, and um, uh, yeah, I'll probably nice. hang on to it as long as I can. Yeah, Steve and I, I think found the last few sub 10k Land Cruisers that were for sale. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um but yeah well i you know if my land cruiser ever blows up it might be in denver uh getting an electric motor put in it (laughs) yeah sounds good um well hey this was freaking awesome man thanks for coming on thanks for telling us your story how you got into it um the build i mean that was really cool to learn the thought process into it and I was blown away when you said it's powered by Nissan. Like I'm still, still <laughs> can't believe it. I see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those, those Nissans are really well engineered cars. So, uh, it worked awesome. out. Well, that's awesome. Um, well, thanks for coming on. Uh, I had a blast, and I look I forward too. to keeping in touch, following along, yes. and, and maybe we have a project down the road together. Who knows? Cool. Amazing. Yeah, th- I really appreciate you guys having me. It was it was fun to talk about cruisers. Yes, definitely. All right, y'all. Y'all take care. We'll catch you next time.